Welcome to Engaged Company Culture, a podcast directed at you, helping you to stop the employee exodus in your organization. This podcast has three different types of episodes. First, you have tips, tricks, observations, stories, research from me, Dr. Katherine Weiberg of Profitable Alignment. Second, interviews with other consultants, other coaches who are here to serve you so you can learn other tips and tricks to engaging your employees, to stop the employee exodus, to consciously create and continue a company culture where people want to be and where they encourage other people to come to work and to become your customers. Third, I interview other business leaders who have engaged company cultures and want to share their stories. You might learn from them how they have applied principles of company culture to increase their employee retention, increase their profits, increase their productivity, and increase everyone's job satisfaction. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. My guest today is Mr. Robert Chapin, the owner of Poutine A in Tri-Cities, Washington. When I met him and learned all about his company culture, I got excited. Rob, welcome and thank you for being here. It's good to be here. Thank you. Rob, let's start with you telling us a little bit about your leadership journey, how you got to where you are as now the owner of a small business that happens to be a restaurant in Tri-Cities, Washington? Well, I started out, I went to culinary school and I, my first job was at Emerald Downs in Auburn at the horse track, at the horse racing track. And then I became an executive chef at the Hilton Garden Inn. So I was kind of thrown into a leadership position very early in my culinary career. Then I moved on to the Rainier Club, which is in downtown Seattle, and I was not the chef, but I learned a lot of leadership qualities, organization, timing. It's the the I would not be here right now if I would if it was not for my experience with the Rainier Club. The Rainier Club was just a whole different animal that I had never experienced before, and I it was it was a great great experience unbelievable experience. Um, then I moved on to the convention center. Actually, I was the sous chef at the Toyota Center. Then I was the executive chef at the convention center, Three Rivers Convention Center. And then they offered me the food and beverage director position. So I oversaw the campus for the last, was about six years. And then due to COVID, got furloughed, laid off. Um, and then I asked some of my coworkers, some of the key players that did poutine with me, um, if we wanted to open up our own shop and they jumped on board and that's where I am right now. And business is good. It's, we're still in that, uh, training phase, the education phase of poutine. We still get probably 40 to 50% of our customers that come in on a daily basis are brand new to the building, brand new to poutine, have never had it before. They don't even know what it is, but they all they know 
is they heard it's good and you got to go try it. That's what their coworkers say. That's what their family says. That's what their, you know, their, their daughters and sons say. So neighbors. And so that's where we are right now. Thank you. In fact, the whole reason that I met you is because my husband and I had a couple of errands to do in Tri-Cities and we were planning a lunch date, but we didn't know where we wanted to be. My husband got online and started looking around, saw reviews and said, what in the world is poutine? So just like so many of your other customers, we decided to try it out. We loved the food. We loved the environment. We loved the employees and the positive atmosphere that was there. Now we're looking at bringing our entire family to it and we got really excited. So personally, I'm grateful that you started up Poutine A. It's such a Canadian thing here in Washington. And I was just fascinated by the history and the flavors and everything that you do with that. I admit, I just got really excited. I believe it is the most unique dining experience in the Tri-Cities because it changes. This week is sesame orange chicken. We do a weekly Trebek that changes every week. So it's not, we keep it fresh so, with the customers. So this, this presents a fun question for me. How do you come up with your menu ideas and what does that have to do with your company culture? I gravitate towards what I would consider odd flavors or international flair, anything from Spain to Thailand to Australia. I seek out the uniqueness of food in general. So I get with my guys and we start exploring and then one thing leads to another. And then we start coming up with different combinations and voila, we have a Cubano or we have the Alabama barbecue chicken with Kool-Aid pickles. Yes, you heard that right, Kool-Aid pickles and pickled watermelon uh, coleslaw on a smoke. It's basically a smoked chicken, um, Alabama, white Alabama barbecue sauce poutine on fries, curds and gravy. And it was absolutely fabulous. It was good. It's, it's just very unique. And we have lots of fun I, I, I love to engage my employees because I feel if they create their dish, they have a stake in the company. It's like creating, it's like, I, I, I look at it as creating a culture of family. So what I did last week is I went to my chef and my money man and I said, all right, guys, I need five Trebek's and four one-timers. So they're working on a menu right now. So that's engaging them. I trust them. I will probably make some adjustments here and there, but for the most part, it's their baby. You guys, I, I give you the theme. You come up with the, with the, with the, whatever you're going to put in it. I want something outside the box, something a little different. Meat lovers lasagna would be a good example. 
everything you do is breaking the status quo and making sure that your employees know they have opportunity to innovate. Exactly. Exactly. They have a stake in the company. They yeah. have, a, and it's it's um, it's it's kind of an attaboy. They'll 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 create a dish. It'll go up for a week, and so we start on Tuesday, and then by like Wednesday or Thursday, they'll feel that they had a had a had a say in the quality of the food and the people who come in and are very happy with eating here it'll make them it, it gives them a, a warm and fuzzy it's fantastic which is huge which yeah. is huge because there is a serious labor shortage serious labor shortage you have to invest in your employees i cannot stress that enough you have to stress or excuse me you have to invest in your employees they will make or break a business you can own a business but they can break a business with a blink of an eye and you have to have you just you gotta you gotta invest in your employees you have to so what type of ideas other than the food have your employees brought to you so that they know you're investing in them? Uh, different products, different ways of uh, doing something on the POS that makes it streamlined. So we'll have the POS set up and then Duncan will be like, well, how about, hey, how about we do it this way and see how it goes? And it may go faster, it may not, it, but at least they have a say. He's the one who runs a POS. I pretty much run the place, so I trust his judgment on how to run his, basically his department. Oh, that's brilliant. I admit one of the things that I focus on with profitable alignment is empowering employees to do their yes. jobs, to do yes. them well, to have that ownership. Mm -hmm. It's it's a big part of employee engagement and everything I've studied and every company I've helped if an employee feels empowered to make changes or make suggestions or try new things, that employee becomes engaged in finding new ways to do things and in helping the company improve. And it, they basically, you give them a voice. Exactly, exactly. It's yeah, one thing to let everybody sit at the table, but it's totally another to let people at exactly. the table speak. Exactly, yes, 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 yeah. Excellent. And that's a, that's a that's a big thing. I like to create a culture of family, kind of. You know, families do fight every once in a while. It's, you know, what we're all human. We're all gonna disagree sometimes, but in the end, the ultimate goal is what's good for the business. What's the best for the business? And mm -hmm. I trust them. That's a whole nother thing too. Is you got to trust your employees. You got to trust them because you can't, especially with a small business. I learned real fast that you can't work seven days a week. <laughs> Good man. You will, run your, you will run yourself into the ground. Right. You will literally run yourself into the ground. So right. you got to give them some reins and, you know, hopefully you train them and you have enough faith in them to, to do the best job that they can do. Like I take every other Wednesday off and I let them, it's you guys take control. But I tell them every poutine that goes out, everyone, I don't care if it's a classic, a, a burnt ends, a Trebek, 
is our stamp on it every time. It's who we are. It's who we are. Do the best you can on every dish. Is every dish going to be perfect? No, it's not. But if you, if you reiterate that, those numbers that close to 100% will be a lot higher. That's fantastic. When you hire somebody new, how do you create that trust that you obviously are showing at least every other Wednesday and the other days you take off? How do you create that at the beginning? Give them little, little tasks here and there. Um, give them a little bit of reins. And then sometimes you have to pull them back in. Um, but it's just little tasks. It's more or less kind of to prove themselves in a sense to build that trust because obviously you're not going to trust them right off the bat. So you got to give them little tasks. Don't throw them to the wolves. Don't throw them under the bus and go here, go do this and basically set them up to succeed. Don't set them up to fail. Definitely set them up to succeed because if when they succeed, guess what? <gasps> the business succeeds. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. true though. Yeah, it's totally true. It's so it's trivial. And it's so simple, such a simple concept, but a lot of people don't realize that they just go go do that and it's like i don't know how to do that well do this just do the best you can it's like i already told you i can't do that so they do the best they can and then you get then the person will get upset because they didn't do it the way that you wanted them to do it well you have to train them you have to you have to train them you got to mm -hmm. train them. absolutely if you have a very specific process you need to teach the very specific process if you're developing exactly. the process, then you can share, this is what has developed so far. What can you add to it? It's so I have my son work with me. Um, once it's, well, he's in school now, so he's a sophomore, but I had, I took a cue from my culinary school. So we had competencies, they're called competencies. So you have to make clam chowder every Friday. You have to make demi-gloss. You have to make chicken stock. You got to make oils. You got to, you know, it's kind of just like whatever station you're in, you have competencies that you have to do. So I took that and there's actually a list on in the back of the prep kitchen with his name on it. And he has like 10, he has to season the meat 10 times. He has to make chicken gravy three times. He has to make beef gravy three times. He has to make whipped cream four times. So competencies, you know, it's, and get, get him involved and get him uh, excited about coming to work and feeling good. A lot of people, you don't make much money in food, period. You don't. It's, there's a lot of attaboys. If you're doing it right, the money will come. It's not going to come right away. It's not. I know it's not. But it's making people feel good about spending their money. It's value. They come in and they get a good value for what they paid for it. And that's a huge, huge thing. I knew this going into this. I probably wasn't going to be profitable for a year to two years. I knew it. I just knew it, which is fine. Because you but were prepared. Mm -hmm. I'm prepared. Exactly. <clears throat> but the, when you got people driving from Spokane, Moses Lake, Yakima, Pendleton to 
come here to eat poutine. That's the only reason they drove to Kennewick is to eat <laughs> poutine. That I don't know what I don't know what else the the biggest attaboy you can get is by people driving two to two and a half hours to eat your food. It's Huge. I don't know. There's no. There's. I don't know if there's anything else that you can can even top that. Honestly, every business wants to have a customer base like that. Yeah. Every business wants to have. You know, this person got on my calendar and waited this long to work with me, mm-hmm. or this mm-hmm. person drove to my business to work with me, or I remember years ago. I applied for a specific job. I was in my early 20s. I applied for that job because the people who were there seemed really to love working there. That was huge. Mm-hmm. I, and I remember in my interview, I was asked, so what brought you here to apply? Because I go into this location and the people really like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was huge. It was not even the location where I was going to be working. But yeah. that compliment to them, it, that it was huge. And it's the yeah, same it thing is, that yeah, you're receiving. Yeah. And that's what every organization that wants to grow does. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I talked about your potential growth in future. One thing you've said that lots of people are asking about franchising and you're saying right now, you know, I, I'm not doing it today, but mm-hmm. I'll keep it in mind. I wonder how will you keep this culture that you've created in franchises or in branching out? Or have you even thought about how you're going to do that yet? I really haven't even thought about it, to be honest with you. That's okay. I'm just... I'm going to start thinking about maybe a food truck, um, get mobiles. I have, I've had numerous Walla Walla wineries call me to see if they want to come, you know, want to come out. Uh, there's a couple in Kennewick that have asked that. So being mobile, advertising, so it's a win-win. Plus right. the food will be, the food will be the same. It'll be delicious. Um, it's just that uniqueness that poutine is, and you're only limited by your own imagination. You just, you can put anything into a box. We just did our first breakfast one last Thursday for a one-timer. So every Thursday we do a one off the menu. We call it a one-timer. We did chicken fried steak, over medium eggs, sausage gravy, fries and curds, and a little bit of green onion on it. People went bananas for it. So then I talked to the guys on Friday. I said, hey, we did real well. That sold like you can't believe. So this is what, what do you think about this? What do you think about every, the first Thursday of every month, we do a brunch item for the one timer. So it could be a Monte Cristo. It could be eggs Benedict our way. It could be a country scramble. It could be, you know, just get the juices flowing, get them involved. And yeah, we're probably going to launch it um, sooner rather than later because the breakfast just people just went bananas for it. Oh, that's brilliant. I love it. What wisdom or insight that you have received would you like to share with small to medium businesses who listen to this podcast or view this video? Patience. (laughs) 
it's tough. Yes. It's, tough. it's yes. very, very difficult. You have got to have patience and believe in yourself. I love that. Believe in the product you're putting out. Believe in it. And if you do it right, you will be successful, I believe, if you do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, social media marketing is huge. That would be a, another top thing I would tell a small business starting out. Um, patience. It's just, I don't know, I can't preach that enough. It's, it's not going to come to you in a month, in six months, in a year. But just believe in yourself and believe in the product that you have. You're, you're going to go through some very, I shouldn't say very, some hard times. You will. It's, it's business, especially food. I mean, I, op- I opened this restaurant during a pandemic. Yeah. Um, are you, my brother was like, you are, you're nuts. You're crazy. You are absolutely crazy for opening a restaurant during a pandemic. I was like, I got to strike it when the iron's hot. Mm-hmm. I have to. I have, I have opportunity. I have a place. I have a menu. I have everything, all the stars aligned. And then I called the guys. I said, you want to do it or not? And they're like, let's do it. So we did it. Oh, that is absolutely fantastic. I, that is absolutely fantastic. I love the strike with when the iron is hot, mm-hmm. recognizing mm-hmm. when the stars are aligned mm-hmm. and patience. So you have to have patience. Yeah, you got, you got, and another suggestion to you is have a bankroll in case things go sideways. There's always unexpected um, expenses. Always, Mm -hmm. always, this goes down, this costs more. You got to get the plumbing. I mean, have a bankroll. Don't, don't go into it. Don't open your business with zero money. You have to have a bankroll. You have to, I mean, that's set yourself up to succeed. Absolutely. That's the biggest thing. Set yourself up to succeed. I love it. I love it. And in setting yourself up to succeed, one of the big themes that you have had that, of course, aligns you with profitable alignment is set your people up to succeed because oh, totally. yeah, their yeah, success yeah. creates your success. And, and I know I'm preaching to the choir, but that's yeah. one of the things yeah. that I like to emphasize is you, you are preaching, you are preaching to the choir, but people have to be told that on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's so, it's kind of trivial. It's like, yeah, we know that. Well, do you really? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Knowing yeah. it here and putting it in practice sometimes is the exactly. challenge. Yep. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. That's the, that's exactly the reason that I do these interviews so that people can get it from here to practice so they can see and hear and understand how other people are implementing employee engagement, how other people are implementing, empowering their employees, creating the team, encouraging the diversity, bringing people to the table and giving them a a voice, creating the culture they want. Yes, yes. It comes from recognizing what you have and what you have had and deciding what you're going to do as a result. And one one more thing too, Uh, be a leader. Don't be willing to get your hands dirty. So what does it mean to you to be a leader? Everybody has his or her own definition for you. What does it mean? Lead by example. Do everything that in your power 
to create that culture to have them follow you into battle. I call it, I, I call it um, carrying the flag in the battle. Be willing to carry that flag into the battle. And if you do it right, they will follow you. You will have, you will, you will create a culture with your employees that they will follow you. They will. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. I, I appreciate your time. Please tell everybody where in Kennewick, Washington, they can find Poutine A so they can sample the food and observe your culture. Okay. Uh, we're located at 3902 West Clearwater, Suite 120, and that is in Kennewick, Washington. So if you are anywhere in Washington State, and if mm -hmm. you have opportunity to go to Kennewick, Washington, I recommend it, both for the food and for the environment. Yep. Rob, thank you so much for being here. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for listening to or viewing today's Engaged Company Culture episode. I hope you have enjoyed the episode. I hope you have learned something and have something that you can apply today to engage your company culture and encourage your employees to enjoy work. Looking forward to Mondays instead of only looking forward to Fridays. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone else you know. Also, like and subscribe to Engaged Company Culture anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you and have a wonderful day.